Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Well, blessings, folks. How are you doing? I tell you, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me. We have been looking uh, of late in Revelation 6. We came to Revelation 6 because of what Jesus said in Matthew 24. That's the way the scripture is, isn't it? You find yourself just following line upon line, precept upon precept. It's an amazing thing. And so today I thought I'd do something just a little bit different. We have covered a lot of scripture the last several episodes, and we've looked at things several times. Remember this, repetition is at the heart of learning, right? You repeat things, you read it over and over, you examine it, you say, Lord, what does this mean? Lord, give me insight, and he will do it. And I'm, I'm totally aware that a lot of the stuff I'm sharing, particularly as to the timing and what's going to be happening uh, in what we're looking at here in Revelation 6, that it may be a little new to folks. And I'm also totally aware that it goes against what we all think we know, <laughs> okay? Because, folks, I've been there. Trust me, I'm still there. There's so many things within the Word. I'll read something and go, oh, I thought it was like this, but then the Word says this. So I just want to do sort of a basic overview synopsis of some things which we really haven't even gotten into yet scripture-wise. When I've taught this locally, we spend months and years, months and years, before I actually get down to this point right here trying to put things together. We study Daniel. We study First and Second Thessalonians. We'll study Matthew. Uh, then we'll start studying Revelation. Then we just start trying to pull that whole timing thing together. But we know this from what the Word says, that there's going to be a seven-year period. And you see this in Daniel chapter 9. There's going to be a seven-year period. Quite often people call this the tribulation period. That is incorrect. Sometimes they'll call it the great tribulation period. That is incorrect. The great tribulation does take place within that time frame, but it's not the entire seven years. So here's what happens. Uh, At the very beginning of that, the man of lawlessness uh, is revealed and a covenant is made and confirmed. And that 70th week of Daniel, that's the proper name for that seven time period. And that goes back to the uh, seven year time period. That goes back to Daniel chapter nine that we examined several episodes back. Uh, that 70th week, that one week, that one seven-year period that is left over is what we're talking about. And so at the beginning of that, a covenant is made, and the man of lawlessness makes his covenant. The Antichrist is unveiled. And everybody thinks it's going to be great and wonderful, and that's the picture that you see when Jesus is opening uh, the scroll. That first seal is broken, and you see all these false Christs coming forth, the conqueror and the conquering. Then he breaks the second seal. And there's wars. Then he breaks the third seals, and there's famine. And these first two, uh, first three seals at least, take place the first three and a half years of this seven-year time period. And that's literally the beginning of birth pangs. That goes back to what Jesus was talking about in Matthew 24 when he started describing these things. Remember the first thing he said was, see to it that no one deceive you when he was answering the disciples' questions. The reason is because what we see here with the opening of the first seal. False Christ going to come along and try to deceive you. And then he said, also, see to it that you're not upset because there's going to be wars and rumors of wars. The second seal is wars. What comes out of wars? Well, you have famine. So these first three seals take place the first three and a half years. The fourth seal of martyrdom probably takes place right at the midpoint. The fourth and fifth seal both show pictures of martyrdom because at the midpoint, three and a half years, 
into that uh, seven-year period, 1,260 days, as a matter of fact. And you actually see that that number used in some other scriptures, 1,260 days, time, times, half time, uh, that type of thing, and 42 months. All those describe a three-and-a-half-year time period, and they're describing the last three-and-a-half-year time period of this seven-year period. So halfway through, three-and-a-half years into it, the Antichrist is revealed. And one author says it this way, and I really like this. He calls it Antichrist Revelation. And the Antichrist Revelation brings forth the abomination of desolation. Remember Jesus speaking of that in Daniel 9? The revelation of Antichrist brings forth the abomination of desolation. And that is the beginning of the Great Tribulation. Antichrist comes and goes against the elect of the Lord, particularly the Jewish people and Israel and the church. And tremendous persecution. Jesus described it as a persecution unlike anything that had happened before or would happen thereafter. Remember how he described it in Matthew that it would be so intense that even the elect would be deceived unless it was cut short, and it is cut short. What cuts it short, we'll get to in just a moment, okay? So this great tribulation goes for a period of time. We do not know how long it goes, but I do know a couple of things. I know it can't be any longer than three years in one month. And the reason for that is you're dealing with three and a half years, three years and six months in the last part of the seven-year period. Also, one of the things that happens later on with the trumpets and the bows and all that, one of them is actually timed and lasts five months. So you can sort of lock five months off the end of that three-and-a-half-year period. But this great tribulation comes forth, and it lasts until this, until you see celestial disturbances, until the sun, moon, and stars go dark and start doing all sorts of things. We saw in Luke where man's going to be crying out because the waves and the oceans are going to be acting strange. There's several passages that talk about earthquakes. We saw it in Revelation 6, the last couple of episodes. When Jesus opens that sixth seal, when he opens the sixth seal, that's when the sun, moon, and stars go dark. That is when... <clears throat> Uh, mankind starts crying out because they see him who is sitting on the throne. Uh, that is when the sky is rolled back and recedes like a scroll. That's literally when the Lord Jesus Christ comes. He cuts the great tribulation short. He gathers together his elect. Remember those phrases that we saw in Matthew that we saw in all the gospel? He gathers them, uh, the elect together. And literally, that sixth seal, the day when he opens that sixth seal right there, and the sun, moon, and stars go dark, that initiates, that begins the day of the Lord's wrath. And that's one of the most exciting things, because you see the picture that he comes and he takes the elect, the body of Christ, out of harm's way. That's what Revelation 3.10 is talking about. It's not talking about the great tribulation, that we're going to be spared things. We're going to be spared the wrath of God because we are his. This takes place at some point in time during the last part of the uh, seven-year period. The Lord comes, he raptures his church away, and then on that same day, you see, which we'll get into some other time. I'm not exactly sure how far we're going to go. I don't think we're going to do an entire study on Revelation. <clears throat> but we see the seals being broken. Then you see silence in heaven. We probably cover that part. And then the Lord breaks the seventh seal, and we'll look at that later. Out of the seventh seal comes something, okay? 
There's other things that are also going on during this last three-and-a-half-year period that quite often people don't pay any attention to. You have the Great Tribulation, which is Satan's wrath, again, being poured out upon uh, the Jews and upon the church. Also, though, you have the Antichrist reigning. We forget that. He's reigning for that three-and-a-half-year period. Now, when the church is taken out, part of his focus is gone, you know, but he's still reigning. You also see that the remnant, the woman of Israel, is protected in the wilderness, a certain portion. There's actually two witnesses that prophesy. If you've read Revelation, you see the two witnesses that prophesy. They're prophesying during this time. But then something really, really interesting, and I'll just share this, throw it out here, then our time's up. At the end of Daniel, you see these phrases, three and a half years, time, time, half time, 1260 days. But then you see something about 1,290 days, and then you see something about 1,335 days. And how blessed is the one that lives to that 1,335th day. Some interesting things. You see that at the end of Daniel that people hardly ever talk about it or ever teach on and preach on. And when they do, folks, it's so convoluted. Let me encourage you, get in the Word, study the Word yourself, read it. If you're saved, if you're a believer, the Holy Spirit will direct you, will teach you and reveal things to you, and and you'll see the truth. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.